Welcome to the Independent Dependent Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Nina. This podcast takes you behind the scenes into the life of U.S. military spouses. We chat about all things lifestyle, business, and how to become an independent dependent. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Independent Dependent. We are really excited to dive into this topic today. It's something that's super important to Nina and I and our husbands. So we're going to be talking all about the importance of dating in your marriage. We know that sometimes dating can be put on the back burner, especially the more comfortable you get with your spouse. So we're here to give you some ideas to spruce up your dating life and really maintain a healthy marriage. Today, we wanted to start by talking a little bit about the relationships that we had with our now husband before we were officially married and kind of what that looked like compared to what our relationships look like now actually being married. So Nina, I'll have you go first, talk a little bit about you and your husband, what your relationship kind of looks like when you were just dating versus how that looks now, now that you both are obviously married. Yeah. Okay. So funny thing. I met my husband during my first year of college. So I was 19 years old and a lot of the beginning, like almost six months of our relationship before I went on like summer break from college was me driving back and forth to go see him. So I obviously didn't see him every weekend. Sometimes I did go every single weekend because I loved him. (laughs) I still love him. But yeah, I really just, it made us miss each other a lot, I will say. Um, And I know you can probably relate to that with like being more long distance with your husband, you know, obviously before you got married. But yeah, essentially we just did so many fun things because we didn't get to see each other every single day. And so our dating life was like really easy. You know, we were always in the mood to go out and do things together. You know, we, when we did have like a date night in, you know, it was still like super fun. And again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because like now it definitely looks a little bit different. (laughs) Um, And especially our relationship now. So before we got married and like moved in together, obviously we didn't really know about each other's like living habits. You know, you have to get used to (laughs) what it's actually like to live with your significant other. So Again, a lot of like the big differences were just like how we communicate about things, you know, beforehand, we weren't living in the same house. So we didn't necessarily argue about how the dishwasher needed to be loaded or, you know, about someone leaving their socks on the couch (laughs) and things like that. Whereas now it's just like a difference in communication and just a difference in like tolerance for things as well. And that's just like surface level, obviously, but we really did get used to obviously each other and like living together. And then we had an overseas PCS together. So I would just say overall, our relationship has gotten more comfortable. We compromise on a lot of things now, whereas before it was just like, well, if you don't like doing this, then you do that on your own. And if you like doing it, we can do it together kind of a thing. Whereas now we're just like, okay, I guess. (laughs) And we compromise a lot more. But um, those are just some things I can think of at the top of my head. But I'd love to hear your side of this, Amber. Yeah, so a lot of what you said was is really how I think my husband and I feel our relationship shifted as well, but in a good way ultimately. Right. So I have mentioned this to Nina before my father-in-law has this famous quote of his that loving and living are two different things. And that is very true. My husband and I, when we were just dating, we dated for three and a half years, completely long distance. 
I was, we were both really lucky because our families were from the same state in the same area. So it made it very easy for him whenever he was traveling home for holidays or to come visit me, we could do family time and spend time together. And then he lived in Florida, his first assignment. So going to Florida for vacations on spring break in college was an easy choice to go see him and get some time at the beach. So we were able to really you know, optimize the time that we had together when we were long distance for three and a half years. But then by the time I finally moved with him, he had an appointment. And after that, we got married. (laughs) So we basically didn't live together physically until basically like maybe for a month before we actually got legally married. So we definitely had a, I guess, a shock to the system, you could say from living very, you know, independent lives in terms of being by ourselves and then all of a sudden being married and living together at the same time. So we have definitely gone through a lot of the same kind of growing pains when it comes to those weird house things that you just have to get used to and learning how to communicate about the things that do actually annoy you and then learning to suck it up sometimes and make jokes about it. So I know something that, you know, Keegan, when we did our vow renewal last year, almost a year ago now, actually, you know, he put in there that he gets really annoyed that I don't fill up our Brita filter. And it's something I always am working on because I know how much it frustrates him, but we joke about it and we've learned to grow past it. But then if there's more serious stuff that we have to talk about, obviously we have learned to have really good communication throughout our marriage now and living together. So we've definitely grown and we've definitely learned to communicate better. And I think that that's just something that comes with actually living in the same space as your significant other. And, you know, those are the things that you have to learn how to handle and how to deal with. So it's definitely changed, but it's grown for the better. So yeah. I think that's so cool that you do like the vow renewal stuff. It's like, cause Paul and I do the same thing, but like we have like our vows written in our notes. And then we also have a section for like goals, like for ourselves individually and then goals for our like relationship together. And every year we like look at it, I'll randomly get a text from Paul and he'll be like looking at it, which is super cute. I have to add, but, (laughs) and he'll like copy and paste it. I love that. Yes. So he'll copy and paste it and send it to me. He actually did it like a couple of weeks ago. So it like brought this back up when he said that, but, and then we'll be like, I looked back and like, I was trying to get like a certification for something like completely like different than like what I do now with like my business. And I was like, yeah, like we need to update this because these goals are not accurate anymore. And then we obviously had like goals for us, like in our marriage and things and like compromises and stuff that we decided to make. And we also have a section in there is like the reason why like we love each other or like the things we love each other the or love about each other the most stuff like that. So it's, I think that's super cool. And we'll like come together. Sometimes we'll like read it and like be like, okay, so this needs to change and this needs to change. So I think that's pretty cool. I just had to add that in there because <laughs> I love that so much. I know Keegan and I keep our vows because when we first got legally married, we just did the basic, you know, courthouse vows. But when we did our vow renewal last year, we actually did like handwritten vows and we keep them in this like wedding box that I have. But I kind of love the idea of also having them on like in the notes app in your phone so you guys can easily go back to that and share, you know, share it back and forth with each other. I think that's so sweet. I love that. 
We just got married at the courthouse. Uh, we're doing like a vow renewal probably in April because our parents will both be here in April of next year. So we're planning on doing something like that to actually have like a real wedding because we were like, <laughs> Paul was about to leave for like training. He was switching his MOS and stuff. So he was like leaving for Texas for like months. And so we got married before that. Anyways, but we also did the like, you know, regular like vows that they do. And we planned on doing our own vows. But like Paul and I both are like so such nervous, like public speakers. (laughs) that At the last minute, we're like, never mind, never mind. (laughs) And then we just read them to each other. We got home with like my mother in law and stuff. And we like read them to her. And she was like, Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, so we have handwritten ones. I keep in like a little like sheet protector, like a paper sheet protector. And then we have the ones on our phone. And we obviously like branched off and created goals and things like that for us. So if you um, want to try that, I would definitely recommend it because it's like a nice little sentimental moment when you like go back in your notes and you see it and then you send it to your significant other. So yeah, recommendation, highly recommend. I love the goal, the goal part of that too. I think that's such a fun way to support each other in your goals because I think, I feel like at least you know, in my life, Keegan and I talk to each other about our goals, like pretty frequently, just like in conversation that we have with each other. Right. But actually having like a set place to actually, you know, kind of track your goals almost with one another and be able to support each other in that way, knowing specifically what that person is really wanting to work on this year and how you can support them and how you can help them in you know, their goals while also improving your marriage. I freaking love that idea. So I'm going to be stealing that. (laughs) Because I think that's so awesome. I just think that's really cool. Let's see. So yeah, we kind of talked about how, you know, how a relationship changed from dating to marriage. But what did kind of your marriage maybe look like when actually dating Paul was not maybe as prioritized in your marriage? You know, date nights weren't necessarily a priority or making that time with one another wasn't, you know, top priority for you guys. Okay, so this is a tough one because again, we had long distance as well in our relationship. So like when he was gone, obviously that looked really different. We would do like FaceTime dates and stuff where every couple of weeks, it seemed like we would get on FaceTime and like watch a movie together, which yeah, (laughs) it's not the same thing um, for sure. But then also when we first got to Germany, we were just like really like we quarantined together. And I think... (laughs) Just to be completely honest and blunt, I think we were just kind of like sick of being around each other because we were stuck in the house together and couldn't do anything other than see each other's face for two weeks. And we weren't used to that, right? Like we both had nine to five jobs when we were in the States. Obviously, Paul was like gone sometimes. So it was like coming together and like being together in the same room and like not being able to like leave even just to go like exercise and go on a run or go walk the dog like was hard. So Um, And it kind of translated for a couple of months. I think we were just like so sick of being around each other (laughs) that we definitely didn't prioritize dating and stuff. But even now, sometimes we still struggle with like making dating a priority. Like we don't necessarily have a date night set for like every single week or like biweekly or every month or whatever. Like we will just go through and like, you know, go to dinner every once in a while, or we'll watch like a movie together if, you know, we're having like a quote unquote date night in, 
Or, you know, sometimes we'll go out and get drinks if we're celebrating something like a launch for my business or, you know, him like, you know, when he got promoted and like his birthday and my birthday. And obviously those don't really necessarily count as date nights. So I would say, honestly, right now we're definitely working on it and we're definitely working on like spending more time together, like without our phones and just like really prioritizing dating again and learning about each other. Cause as we like, you know, obviously the person that I was when I married him at 19 years old and the person I am today, not that I'm much older, but at 21 is a completely different person. And I feel like if you just walk through life and you don't make it a priority to continue to get to know your partner, you miss a lot. And so when we, he sent me those like vows and goals and things again, we were like, wow, like we need to like talk more <laughs> when we like revise them and stuff. So we've been trying to, um, you know, we'll go on walks together with a dog without our phones and we'll actually like talk to each other, which is like one of the best dates. You know, we have to walk the dog. Dog needs exercise. So we're knocking that out. But also it's just like prioritizing like us time, you know, in nature without distractions. Um, we obviously like go to dinner and we like, we're both foodies. So we like to try new things, but we make it a priority to like talk at these dinners and not just like, you know, take a boomerang of it for our Instagram story and then like eat and like, you know, watch like Instagram reels or TikToks while we're like eating, which used to happen a lot. So hopefully that answers that question. I feel like I just went on a whole rant, but yeah, I'd actually like to know like what, cause you and Keegan definitely do prioritize date night because I'm always like seeing you talk about it and we'll be in our meetings and you know, you'll be talking about how you have to go on date night and stuff. So what did your marriage look like? I know that you, um, we're long distance for a while and then you guys coming together, but what did it look like? Or did you ever even have a period where you guys weren't necessarily prioritizing dating? And if so, what caused you to realize like, Oh, we need to start doing date night and like making this a priority. Yeah. So I feel like we be just because of the situation we were in being long distance for so long, we kind of naturally just got to this place of, really prioritizing and making sure that the time we spent together was quality time compared to, you know, obviously we all have those days where we're just like chilling on the couch and like watching TV or watching a show and bonding over that. I mean, that's some of, and some of the stuff that Keegan and I still love to do together, but because we had so much time, you know, of being apart, once we finally got together, when we were just dating and being long distance, we really prioritize that time. And of course, you know, we're doing some of those things that I guess, quote unquote, typical couples get to do. Um, we used to talk about that a lot when we were long distance of like, oh, I just wish I could be watching my favorite TV show with my boyfriend or, oh, I just wish we could go out to dinner like a normal couple <laughs> because a lot of times we didn't have that being long distance. We had FaceTime dates which in and of itself is quality time spent together. In my opinion, we would. So yeah, I guess even actually going back to when we were just dating, we made that a priority every Sunday. Uh, we would have a FaceTime date, no matter what we would push it to being earlier in the day or later in the day, depending on what was going on. And while he was deployed on his first deployment, we did the same thing. And Sundays ended up being the schedule that worked out for him during that deployment. That was his day off. So we would have a phone call every Sunday. So I think even just going back to dating, we, we kind of set that precedent in our relationship that we were going to have quality time, whether that was 30 minutes, whether it was an hour, whether it was longer than that, of just like catching up and talking to one another and enjoying one another, even if it was just on the phone or on FaceTime. So 
once we got married and we're living together, we, we did the same thing. Uh, for a while, it was Saturday nights because he had something else going on on Fridays that he wanted to go to when we first moved. I mean, he's big into playing like Magic the Gathering and the place we lived at had a, <laughs> had a game night for that every Friday. So Saturday night was our date night for a while. And that was like a non-negotiable for us. And then once we moved here, Friday nights became the night for us. And so now it's just a non-negotiable and we love it. It's a way for us to just like connect after a crazy busy week. He is doing school now. And so on top of doing work, coming home, doing school, and then, you know, me running my own business, it can, it can be really hard to, you know, truly connect other than just like venting about like all the stress you have going on during the week, which of course we do. And we support each other and we listen to each other during the week, but Friday night is our time to go out, do something fun, or relax at the house if that's just what we need. And we put our phones away. (laughs) We don't like, you know, throughout the week, we might be scrolling TikToks or something, but on Fridays, we don't. We put our phones away. We have dinner. We, you know, catch up. We talk. We have that time to ourselves to just like really connect. And I think it is just so, it's just been so good for our relationship. And, you know, I think kind of like you were saying, Nina, it's really easy to get into this groove of like, (laughs) okay, we're just going to watch our show together. Okay. We're just going to do this. And that has definitely happened to us before where we kind of need to take a step back and realize, okay, so what else can we do to, you know, really actually make connection with each other versus just like sitting on the couch in silence, watching a TV show. And I think something that a lot of people struggle with is trying to find a way to do that that doesn't cost a lot of money. (laughs) And so, and we're kind of in that boat. We don't want to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars every month just to have a date night. So I think that, you know, something that would be fun for us to kind of chat about is any date night ideas that we have for military couples that maybe don't want to spend a lot of money. And I know you kind of talked about walking a dog. I love that. Keegan and I have that as well. We have two dogs. And so that's something that we love to do together. Or just going out and taking a walk in general has always been a really nice thing for us to do. Um, Just get outside, not have our phones, obviously. We just talk, we catch up, we hang out and get some movement in, which is always good for you. And then we live by the beach. So something that he and I love to do is to, um, we haven't been doing it as much lately, but it's been so hot here, (laughs) but when the weather is nice, we love to just go to the beach. And I'm, I'm sure obviously not everyone lives by a beach, but going to a park and just like hanging out in nature and just chilling, enjoying people watching, you know, catching up and talking about stuff and just like being with one another without all the craziness that life tends to bring with, without technology and all that stuff, I think can be so beneficial and it's free. (laughs) You don't have to spend money to go hang out at a park or go hang out at the beach or, you know, walk around and people watch or something like that. So I don't know if you have any other kind of fun free or cheap date night ideas that you'd like to share. If you've been on the fence about starting your own business as a military spouse, becoming an online service provider is a great way to start your journey. Check out the show notes below where we've linked one of our blog posts that's going to tell you everything you need to get started as an online service provider. We are so excited to announce that we are hosting a free masterclass for military spouses and family members where we will go over how to start your new business as an online service provider and actually start signing clients. You can find the link to the free masterclass in the show notes below, or you can head over to our Instagram at the Millspell Lifestyle and check it out in the link in our bio. Now let's get back to the episode. 
Oh my goodness. So Paul and I had like a tradition when we were dating and actually also in the beginning of our like marriage, right before he left too, we were trying to like save money. We knew we were going to PCS soon, you know, stuff like that. So one thing, this isn't free, obviously, because you have to pay for the food, but it is really cheap. So we would go and we would drive into Sonic and get some really bad, super greasy, like fast food and like a milkshake or like a slushy or something, right? And then we would bring my husband's iPad and we would watch a movie in the like drive-in area. We did park and eat like drive-through dates all the time too, where we would just like talk and have like car talks, which, you know, those can get real deep real quick. <laughs> When you have like no music playing, sometimes we would just like sit and chill and listen to music and stuff. And while we weren't like really talking, it was still like really fun quality time. We would jam out to like some music together. But another thing that I really like is obviously like nature date ideas as well is going to a park or like now that we live in Germany, we live like basically in like a super grassy, like fieldy area, farmer's land out here in the country of Germany on the countryside. And we'll do like picnic dates. So we'll get food or like, if you want this to be free, you can get some like fruits and vegetables out of your fridge and like make sandwiches and stuff. Something else, which I don't know about pricing now, like since COVID, but here in Germany, it's super cheap. So if you're overseas, it probably will be cheaper, especially here in Europe to do some fun stuff like going to like an amusement park. Um, my husband loves like adrenaline stuff and I'm actually the exact opposite, but our compromise is that I will ride every roller coaster with him as long as it's not that slingshot thing. And that tends to be, it's not too expensive if you are like us and you sneak in your own food. Now, am I telling you to do this because you're not supposed to? No, it is an option. <laughs> so we would like sneak in our food and bring sandwiches or um, we lived in Kentucky. So we went to Kings Island, which was in Ohio. And we would just bring a cooler and put it in our trunk. And if you have the wristband, you're allowed to walk walk out. So instead of like eating the park food and making it a huge expensive thing, we would walk to the car and like eat our sandwiches. And like one time Paul even was like so tired because it was so hot that day that we like took a nap in the car with the car just running with the AC. And we went right back in and we started riding roller coasters again. So again, it's going to depend on where you live and like what kind of like parks are around you and what the pricing for that is like. But for us, it was never really super expensive. And military discounts are a thing. So make sure you utilize that because a lot of amusement parks, especially near like military areas will have like military pricing. So make sure you pay attention to that as well. And don't like be embarrassed about like opting in for it. Okay. Like use the resources that you have available to you. But yeah, those are some of my like fun date night ideas. Um, we didn't, we never lived near the beach. I don't think I've ever lived near the beach in my life. So I'm super jealous, but I would definitely do lots of like beach date night ideas where we would like, I don't know, bring like fruits and stuff and like eat and like tan and, you know, do the whole thing, maybe get in the water and stuff. But, oh, I'm sorry. I'm rambling, but lakes. We love going to the lake and going swimming. Yes. One of our favorite things to do. Paul likes to like, again, he's an adrenaline junkie. So we've like jumped off of like cliffs and stuff. And so it's like super fun to do stuff like that. Now that's more like summer oriented, but yeah, ice skating is another cheap one. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I thought of a few other things that Ke I know Keegan and I have done before. Obviously, like you said, there are parks and like amusement parks and the zoos are the same thing. Um, if you live near a zoo, they're most likely is a military discount. And I know for us, we have done that before, like near where we live now that there's, there's a really nice zoo and they have a good military discount. So that's another thing to look at. And 
I don't know if everyone else loves the zoo as much as my husband and I love the zoo, but it's just super fun to walk around and look at all the animals and see what they're doing. So I think that that can be a really fun one. Something else I thought about that was totally free that I know my husband and I used to do. We haven't been doing it as much lately just because of crazy schedules, but something we used to actually love to do together was just work out as simple as that sounds. I know I talked about going on walks, but like before COVID was crazy and the gym here on the base is open again, but we have a home gym now. And so something we like to do is just to work out together. Some people really don't like to do that with their spouse and that's totally fine because you might not have like a similar workout style, but if you and your husband or you and your wife like to you know, do a similar type of workout that can be really fun. And it can be a cool way to kind of encourage and motivate one another, work towards your goals together. Uh, So that's something that I know Keegan and I have loved to do before. And then, yeah. Cannot relate at all because Paul is, (laughs) so I am like a super light workout person and Paul actually, and his past life, you know, for like the military was a personal freaking trainer. And like, he is just a pusher. Like his personality is like pushing, pushing, pushing side note. This is a side note story, but I have this really bad issue where like, I do not sweat anywhere except for my back. And so my husband always thinks that I'm being like lazy because I'm not like actually breaking a sweat. So he's like, you can do more than that. Like, (laughs) so working out together, we used to do that too. And it was fun at first and it was good quality time. But it got frustrating for me anyways, but still was a good date night idea. Still was good for, you know, quality time and stuff. Sorry for interrupting you. I just had to like pop in. (laughs) No, you're fine. No. And that's why I mentioned it that like not every couple, this would be a beneficial thing and might cause more arguments if you guys have totally different workout styles. So definitely not for everyone. Yeah, especially if you, you know, yeah, it just might not be for everyone. But it's something if you guys do have a passion between you about working out and doing a similar type of activity, I think that that could be something really fun and really cool. And then, yeah, obviously kind of the amusement parks and stuff. Or just like if you live near any kind of, I don't know, if you look up and sometimes I feel like if you live near a larger city, which I know specifically Air Force, my Air Force gals, they're you're probably in the middle of nowhere with airfields. So it might not be a thing for you, but if you live near kind of a city, sometimes there are like these little art districts or just kind of cute little areas of town where you can kind of window shop and just like walk around and you don't actually have to buy anything. Maybe you could stop in a cute coffee shop and get some coffee and like walk around and just kind of, again, get out in the city, have new sites to see, find new places to maybe go on a date night in the future. If that's something you guys like to save up for and kind of save for a special occasion. I know that's something that we've liked to do before as well. If it's kind of like explore, get out, see what else is kind of in the area, especially if you're new, like if you've just moved or just PCS, I think that can be a fun way to kind of get to know whatever the area is that you're now in a little bit better together rather than, you know, relying on having specific plans to go to a certain place. You can kind of just park your car and get out and walk around. That's totally free. (laughs) So Yeah. No, well, and in Germany, especially for overseas assignments, this is something we do a lot is coffee dates. We'll find like European, if you ever travel to Europe or if you are planning on getting like a duty station out here or whatever, right? Coffee in Europe is like, like they breed that coffee different. It is a different breed of coffee. It is so good. So we'll find little like cafes and coffee shops. And sometimes I'll even get like an iced tea or something, but we'll go and we'll sit. And they usually have like lots of like outdoor seating, especially in the, with like warm weather and stuff. 
And we'll sit there and then we'll go around and we'll walk through like the towns and do like sightseeing. So that is a really good date idea. Or sometimes on the weekends, like my husband is obsessed with Starbucks. <laughs> so we will go either to the Starbucks or the Dunkin' that's on base here in Germany. And we'll wake up on a Saturday morning and just get ourselves out of the house, even if we're just in like sweatpants and like loungewear. And we'll go get coffee and then we'll like sit in the car and like drink it together. So coffee dates are super fun and cheap too. So yeah, but I don't know if you had anything to add to that, but. I know that, I don't know, maybe you have some tips for like spicing things up because I know sometimes when you get into a routine with your spouse and maybe if you both have like jobs or, you know, if you're listening to this on your way to work right now, you can probably relate that, you know, you get home and you just want to like decompress and relax and watch something on TV and, you know, you're sitting in the same room together and it's supposed to be quality time, but, you know, it kind of turns into a routine. So, and I get, and that's definitely something Paul and I haven't even been married that long. Um, it'll be two years in January, but like, it's definitely something that we're feeling. So I know some of the more like seasoned military spouses might be feeling the same thing. So I don't know if you have any ideas for like spicing things up or like how to like make things more fun or different with dating as you kind of go through your relationship. So, yeah. So Keegan and I have only been, we've been together for like almost seven years, I think now, but a good chunk of that being long distance. So I know there are definitely way more seasoned spouses out there. So if you guys are listening to this and you have good ideas or thoughts or things that have helped you, please let us know because there are definitely people who have been together much longer than I have. I've been married for like two and a half years. So not crazy long, but I know for us, again, just making the date night a priority has been really important for us. And trying to find those creative ways to go out and do something and maybe not spend a bajillion dollars, but just focus on connecting and all of that has been really helpful. And then I know, honestly, this sounds probably really cheesy, but there are a lot of times during a crazy busy week where, you know, like my husband will just be like, just come sit with me for like five minutes and we'll just sit together. We'll, you know, be cute, cuddle, like, and just not be on our phones, not have the TV on, not, you know, not even necessarily really talk. <laughs> like if we just need a moment of like silence to just like breathe and be with each other. I know that's been something that we've been a little bit more intentional about lately as things get really busy. Holiday season is quickly approaching and we know life is about to be crazy busy. And I think it's just a nice way to enjoy each other and remind each other that we need to enjoy the moment, not just like rush through everything and let it pass us by. Like, let's be in this together. And taking those intentional moments can be really nice and just a way to reconnect. But again, I've only been married for two and a half years. So I'm sure that there are much more seasoned spouses that would have some awesome ideas about this. So we would definitely love for you guys to let us know in the comments, DM us with your ideas. Yeah. Okay. So those are super awesome and really, really, really important. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like Amber said, if you have any date ideas, feel free to shoot them over to us on Instagram at the Millspell Lifestyle. And we're probably going to be coming out with a blog on something similar. So make sure you go check it out at millspelllifestyle.com slash blog, where we will be uploading them. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey guys, we are so excited because we are starting a new segment where we are reading straight out of the Am I the Asshole thread on Reddit. This segment will be closing out some of our episodes from now on. And you can also join us over on Instagram at the Millsville Lifestyle every Wednesday to react with us live. Let's get into it. Yeah. So today Nina has found a thread on Reddit 
And we're going to read one that we pulled from this thread and I'm going to read it off. And we are going to kind of just share our comments, our thoughts afterwards and probably throughout, (laughs) but we would love to hear your guys' thoughts on kind of what's going on in this thread. So feel free to, you know, send us a message on Instagram, comment. We're going to have a post about this podcast. And so you can definitely just comment there. So let's get into it. All right. So the thread today that Nina has found is called, am I the asshole? And the topic of today's thread is, am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend she should see a therapist? So I'm going to read through this entire thread first, and then we're going to dive into it and see what our opinions are, see whether we agree if yes, he was, or no, he wasn't. So I'm going to read it from his perspective. I, 30-year-old male, have been dating my girlfriend, 27-year-old female, for about five months. Yesterday, she was telling me how she doesn't believe in love or marriage and how she doesn't think any relationship lasts forever. She ended up talking about her ex. She dated him for almost three years and broke up with him five years ago. She broke up with him because she thought it wasn't going to end a proposal and she was not ready. There was a really long talk about how things were between them and how the breakup broke her and how for years she was terrified to leave her house and bumping into him in the streets. We talked about how she always had nightmares about meeting him and talking, how she would compare everything the boyfriend she had after him did with how he would do them. She still has some stuff he gave her and a few photos of them stored on her room. I think in her room is what he meant. I told her that judging by the things she spoke and the way that she spoke about them, that she obviously still hasn't gotten over him and that it sounded like she still had hope to get back together with him. She answered, of course, I still have hope. A part of me hopes that we can still have something. And then she said how she thought he forgot about her existence. And I told her I doubt that because they're a big part of each other's life. She answered by saying that she'd rather think this way because it's easier to not maintain hope. She said she loves me and wants to be with me and she wants to get over him and stop hoping for something with him. I asked if she talks about this to her psychiatrist and she said no. I told her she should visit a therapist because it's been five years and she answered no because she doesn't want to talk about this with anyone because it's too hard for her to talk about. Then she got upset and asked why she should have to go to therapy to get better for us but I'm not changing anything about me for us. I answered that she should go to therapy, not for us, but mostly for her own benefit. And then she just got angrier. I feel bad because she was crying during half of this conversation. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything about therapy and should have let her handle it her own way. Is he an asshole? Okay, personally, I I think five years is plenty of time to get over someone in my opinion. So I can definitely see where he comes from, but I also can understand why like she wasn't appreciative of his like unsolicited advice as a non like person that practices medicine to like tell her she needs therapy. I don't know. I'm curious to see what your opinion on this is because I can kind of see both sides. I can definitely see why he's like annoyed and like angry about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's the asshole. What do you think, Amber? Oh, I definitely don't think he is. So my opinion is I definitely think that he is coming from a place of trying to be genuine and caring about her, at least from how he writes it and her and his perspective. Obviously we don't have her side of the story, but as someone who 
knows the benefit of therapy, no matter what. I personally think that having someone kind of encourage you or maybe just start a conversation, obviously we don't know how he opened up that conversation. So I could see how that could be maybe triggering for her getting upset about like, why do you think I need to go to therapy and trying to, maybe she thinks that he was coming from a place of thinking that she had problems or something. And I know that that can have a stigma and people can get upset about that. But in my opinion, I feel like he was genuinely trying to open up a conversation about like, Hey, things are clearly not going good between us. You clearly are holding on to a lot of stuff (laughs) from your past relationship with this guy physically and emotionally. Maybe it'd be good to talk to someone outside of just me about this. And, you know, the fact that he brought that to her rather than just like walking away and being like, okay, well, I'm done with you type of thing. And my head shows that he really cares about her and he wants her to get kind of the closure that maybe she's looking for or just explore it enough to, you know, figure out if that relationship that he's in with her is going to be beneficial for her anymore or if that's really even what she wants. So I don't know. I I kind of side with the people who are saying that he's not an asshole because I feel like he approached it in the best way he probably knew how to. Obviously, we don't know what he said during that conversation or how he opened it up. But, you know, trying to start that conversation with her is definitely something that comes out of love and caring for a person, in my opinion, versus just shutting down and blaming her or getting upset. So, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts about it. I don't know if you had any other stuff you wanted to add, Nina, about (laughs) your thoughts about this situation, but I do not think he's an asshole. No, and I I actually want to talk about her in that sense too. Like, isn't it hurtful to like tell your significant other that like, yeah, five years ago I was with someone and I still think about them and I still have hope of like getting back together with that person to this day. And then, you know, he said he's only been in a relationship with her for like five months. So, you know, early on, I could see why he would like automatically think that that was a red flag. You know, it's like, oh, like someone from five years ago, like legitimately still like is someone that she thinks about and things like that. And I mean, again, everybody has to take their own time to like heal and like, you know, get the closure that they need. So I'm in no way saying that she's like a bad person for that. But why? My question is, why are you in a relationship again? You know, if you still have these like feelings that are like haven't been expressed or like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? A lot of things I've been left unsaid or I don't want to say baggage, but you know, borderline and then potentially inflict trauma on your now significant other, you know, I don't know what your thoughts on that are Amber, but that's kind of what I was thinking. I totally agree with you in the sense that in my opinion as well, a relationship that's newer. Yeah. They've only been dating for five months, according to this post. So, I mean, that's super fresh relationship who even knows how long they actually knew each other before they started dating. So either way, going into a relationship with kind of those thoughts and feelings, I mean, it is good that she brought it to him so early because I think it would be way more hurtful if she kept that to herself and then didn't say anything for like a year, (laughs) that would be a totally different story. I think five months is still a long time. That's still a chunk of a year and that you're spending with a person and trying to develop a relationship with them. But yeah, to me, it kind of sounds like maybe she thought she was ready to try something new with this guy and get into a new relationship And then now she's realizing she really still isn't over him, her ex, and 
is trying to figure out what she wants, which again, I think it's good that she brought it to him so early, but I don't really think that, you know, I don't really think he's an asshole for that. Encouraging her to continue talking about it with someone other than him when she's the one who brought it to him, you know, like, I think that clearly she wasn't, yeah. Like she clearly wasn't ready and she's trying to have a conversation about it. And then she freaks out and gets upset when he tries to encourage her to do what she basically is wanting to do just with like a unbiased third party. So yeah, I don't know. I was just getting ready to say, I think that like, I wouldn't want to hear, I'm me personally, I wouldn't want to hear about that either. Like (laughs) go talk about it with someone that can actually like help you through it. That is like licensed to like give you healthy ways to cope with it. You know what I mean? Things like that. But it's like, as your current significant other, I don't want to hear about like how much you miss a person that you used to be in a relationship with. And like how, I don't know, even how great that relationship used to be, you know? And I mean, it's always good to like talk about those things, but to like then follow up with, oh yeah, I mean, I still have hope that me and this other person will like get back together. That just doesn't sit right with me personally. But yeah, I don't know. This is a good story. Let us know what your thoughts are over on Instagram at themillspelllifestyle.com. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating down below and we'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Independent Dependent Podcast. Be sure to head over to millspolifestyle.com to find the blog with all the show notes and links from today's episode. Make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode over on Instagram at the Millspell Lifestyle. Thanks guys for tuning into today's episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.